lift up your hands and give God praise. Exalt him and worship him because God is taking you to higher realms. God is bringing you to greater glory. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. We appreciate you. We bless you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Studio verse 10. There was a man called Jabez. He knew there was a better place for him. He knew God has better promises for him. And the Bible says he came to God one day and said, Lord, I want you to change my story. Verse 10, please. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Bless me more than enough. That's what he's asking. So that I can be a blessing to others. And enlarge my coast, that thy hand, my rest, might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him all that he requested. What am I trying to say? The God of Jabez is here. And everything you are going to ask God today in faith, they shall be delivered to you. Lift up your voice and say, Lord, in this service of new level banquet, I want you to change my levels. I want you to bring me into new levels of glory. I want you to take me to the next chapter of my life. I want you to do new things for me. I want you to make me a blessing. Oh, that you will bless me indeed. I don't want just enough. I want more than enough. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Father, let your hand rest upon me in this service. And by your word, let your blessings be released. By your word, change my story. By your word, let everything that has my name on it be released into my life today. In the mighty name of Jesus, open doors of financial breakthrough, marital breakthrough, career breakthrough, business opportunities. Lord, change my level today. Change my level today. For you do not ask us to seek you in vain. Blessed be your holy name in Jesus' mighty name. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Let's be seated with a clap offering unto Jesus. I count it a great privilege for this opportunity given to me by God and his servant to be a blessing to us this afternoon. And I trust God that your own word will come today. And that word will change your story. The prophetic focus of this month is understanding the breakthrough power of praise. Psalm 67, I call to worship. The Bible makes us to understand that until we do something, the blessing of God and the earth will not yield an increase. He said, when we praise God, the earth will yield an increase and God, even our God, will bless us. In other words, God is waiting for you to do something for the earth to answer you. And our Sunday teaching series is Praise Provoke Vengeance. I'm sorry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Understanding how praise facilitates fulfillment of prophecies. How to actualize prophecies. True praise.
praise is a catalyst that enforces the realization of prophecies. But what are prophecies? Prophecies are the unveiling of God's plan and purpose for a nation, a people, and a person or an individual. Prophecies are pictures into the future. Prophecies are God revealing to you the secrets of the future. And prophecies can be obtained essentially from the word of God. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 to 21, the Bible makes us to understand that God's word is a more sure word of prophecy. In other words, if there is any prophecy that will fail, not the prophecy coming from the scriptures. It is as good as certain. Why? Because forever, God's word is settled in heavens. So we encounter, encounter prophetic words from the scriptures. We also encounter prophetic words from God's prophet. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, the Bible makes us understand that in diverse times, God who has several times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. And in verse 2, he made us to understand that in this last day spoken unto us by his son whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the words. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is still speaking through his ascension gifts, the prophets and the apostles in the house. And we have one in this house. So God speaks to us through prophets. God speaks to us through revelation from his word. And God gives unto us prophetic insight through dreams, through revelations, through visions. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand that these are the days of prophecy. God is actually speaking on a larger scale these days. God is speaking so that men are finding it difficult to hear his voice. In Joel chapter 2 verse 28, God makes us to understand that in the last days, there shall be days of prophecies. Praise the Lord. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So the Holy Ghost we have received is the spirit of prophecy. Every one of us can actually prophesy. Every one of us can actually gain insight into God's purpose and counsel for our lives. I said, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And I'm sure there are sons and daughters of God in this assembly. Praise the Lord. They will not only prophesy, the Bible says, even the men that have retired, the old men, they will dream dreams. Praise the Lord. So what are we trying to say? We're trying to say that prophecies are divine verdicts. They are not psychological predictions. In Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 25, the Bible makes us to understand God was speaking. He said, I will speak and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall know more Prolong. In other words, whatever prophetic verdict hanging over your life shall come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus, no prophecy can be fulfilled in the arm of the flesh. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 9, For by the arm of the flesh shall no one prevail. God is the one uttering the word. And God is the one that has what it takes to bring any prophecy to pass. When God speaks, he speaks according to his power. He speaks according to the riches of his mercy. He speaks according to the riches of his grace. And I tell you something, God's pocket is very deep. Hallelujah. It's so deep that he can minister to all your needs. 
God can do what it will take men a million years to do in one second. In 2 Kings chapter 7, we saw the story of how the city of Samaria was, in, was, was a compass around, was besieged, and because of that there was famine. And people were beginning to kill their children and begin to eat human flesh. And the prophet spoke and said, look, by this time tomorrow, there shall be more than enough for everybody. Praise the Lord. And there was a servant of the king, probably the minister of finance, a learned man, I said, oh, prophet, I think you have lied. Even if God were to open, see, he sorted God. Listen to me, when you hear a prophetic verdict, if you don't know what to say, please shut your mouth. And he said, you will see this. Miracle happens, but you will not taste of them. Verse 19 and 20 told us that the man was crushed to death because he mocked the prophecies of God. But until a prophetic word is received, it can never get fulfilled. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1 said, Who has believed our reports? Only those with the arm of the Lord be released in their direction. It is not enough to hear prophecies. I think that is the problem we have in the church. A lot of us listen or hear prophecies. We must go ahead to believe in prophecy. What do we mean by believing in prophecy? We are saying that when you hear the word from the Lord, take time to understand it. In Luke chapter 8 from verse 11 to 15, Take time to understand it. If it means you have to buy books, if it means you have to listen to a particular CD 20 times over, take time to meditate on it. Take time to be convinced about what you have heard. You see, conviction makes up our belief. A man lives according to his conviction. And if you don't have belief, you can't have faith. Praise the Lord. And faith comes by hearing and hearing. So in other words, repetition brings conviction. So what am I trying to say? There are so many prophecies hanging over our lives. We just heard them. A man of God prays over you. You never took time to write it down. In Haggai chapter 2, the Bible says, verse 1, it said, you should write down the vision. Make it plain. Let it be understood so that anyone reading it will run with it. Nobody can run with a vision he doesn't understand. There are so many, like, now, this is my year of breaking limit. I, mean, I wonder how many of us have sat down to meditate on those words. Because if you don't receive those words, we receive with our heart, not with our mind. Praise the Lord. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, God told Joshua a formula of how to receive his word. He said, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. But it will live in your mouth if it is not in your heart. And it cannot be in your heart when you meditate on it. Praise the Lord. So if it is not in your heart, there is no way you can observe it. There is no way you can do it. And in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 21, God was speaking. He said, pay attention. When you pay attention to something, it's something you go over again and again. It's not what you do once in a while. It's something you write it's something you put before you every now and then. A lot of people want some particular miracles in their lives, but they don't have a word. No, not a single word in their hearts. Not a single word anywhere. They don't have the picture of their future in their hearts. Praise the Lord. 
We must receive prophetic verdicts by, see, in, he said, pay attention to my word, incline thy ear to my saying, verse 21, let them not depart from thy eyes. Always go back to them. Always look at them. Keep them in the midst of the heart. How do you keep God's word in your heart? Through meditation. When the devil comes against you, what comes out of your heart? It is what is in your mouth that will come out of your heart. When you come before God, what do you tell God? Many of us tell God how big our problems are. Instead of telling our problems how big God is. Because we don't even have God in our heart. We don't have his word in our heart. We have nothing to fall back on. Praise the Lord. But I see you breaking forth today by reason of what God will be doing in your life today in the name of Jesus Christ. You are breaking level on every side. God is taking you to higher ramps. Listen, there's a policy God has in Amos 3 verse 7. God said, before I do anything on earth, I need the permission of a man. God does not do anything until he says it. God always begins from the end of issues than from the beginning. Men are used to beginning issues from the beginning. But God is used to beginning issues from the end. So God says what he wants to do. And he reveals them to his prophets. And when the prophets receive these words, agree with these words, then the hand of God will be stretched forth to do it. Praise the Lord. So God can't do anything until there is a man who is ready to agree with God on the earth. It applies to every aspect of life. He said, to whom has the aim of the Lord stretched forth? Isaiah 53 verse 1. He said, it is only stretched forth to those who believe. And in John chapter 11, verse, John chapter 1 verse 11 and 12, he said, to them who receive him, receive the prophetic word. Those who embrace it, those who, who meditated on it until the world was not part of them. Until they now focus more on the world than situations. The Bible says, to them God gave the power to become champions in life. Neglecting the, the prophetic word is neglecting your future. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand that we draw strength. We draw power. We draw inspiration from our future, not from our situations. Or circumstances. Why? Our future is far, far bigger and better than where you have ever been. Do you understand what I'm saying now? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 made us understand that Jesus Christ drew strength from his future. Praise the Lord. When he saw what God has prepared for him, truth the prophetic, the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he saw the joy that was ahead of him. He saw the victory. He saw the breakthrough. And what did he do? He despised what was around him. The Bible says, he focused on the gain and not the pains. And that is how to triumph in life. The prophetic are signposts, guideposts into our future. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I see God changing your story today in the mighty name of Jesus. God expects us to receive the word. In Luke chapter 1 verse 38, there was this little girl that knew very little about God. And God said something that was impossible. Little girl, you don't know a man, you are going to be pregnant. She has never heard that before. I want you to believe God, whatever God tells you. It has never happened before that a virgin will give birth. But listen to her simple answers to God. 
The Bible says, And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Praise the Lord. God's greater desire is for you to believe in him. It pains God when you don't believe in him. Praise the Lord. But there was an old man who has been a preacher in Luke chapter 1 verse 18 and he was praying for something and the angel of God told him you are going to get this thing you are praying for. He said, ah, ah, what are you saying? I am dead. My wife is dead. How can this be? And God was angry. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So God wants us to celebrate the prophetic word, believe in it, and praise God over it. And I see that becoming your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Every prophetic word received keeps us on the go. It empowers us to focus, to be determined, and to be disciplined and patient. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 24 to 27. Every prophetic word we receive allays fear. It gives birth to confidence, boldness, speed, direction. Because it is divinely supported. Psalm 4 verse 1 to 8. It talks about his presence. Any man walking in the prophetic carries God's presence. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But for the prophetic to happen, we need to engage in praise. In Psalm 149 verse 9, the Bible makes us understand that there are written judgments. I call them prophetic nuggets, verdicts. Over your life, there are written judgments. Over your enemies, there are written judgments. But until you begin to praise God, they cannot be executed. You know, the day you sentence a prisoner, that is not the day he's killed. He can still spend three years in jail, ten years in jail, before they will finally execute him. But when you begin to apply praise, the Bible says those prophecies that have gone ahead of you, they will be facilitated. Praise the Lord. And I see you as you begin to praise God now. Everything that God has said about you, they are coming to pass swiftly. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. A very good person, a very good example of somebody who lived to fulfill prophecy because he was joyous, he was praiseful, is the story of Joseph. Praise the Lord. Joseph is an example of prophecy fulfilled through praise. Like Pastor said, in Genesis chapter 39, verse 2, the Bible said this man, God was with him. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. God was with him. God is not with murmurers. God can never be with sad people. God can never be with people who are grumbling. God is always with people who know how to praise him. Psalm 22 verse 3. God that is holy inhabits, he dwells in the praises of his people. Praise the Lord. I want us to understand something. Joseph was joyous because of what he knew. Joy is a result of what you know. Praise the Lord. Things can be happening around you that are not right, but you still maintain your joy because of what you know. Joseph knew what God has for him in the future, and he never allowed circumstances to steal his future. 
He never allowed the happiness around him to steal his future. He saw into his future through prophetic insights. Genesis chapter 37, he had dreams that God gave to him. But you know what? In Genesis chapter 37 verse 8, but they hated him not only for his dream, but because of his words. In other words, he was not just a dreamer, he was a talker. He believed in the prophetic that God has spoken about him. So this brother hated him, not just for his dreams, but for his pronunciation, for his bold declaration. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And they sold him into slavery. But when he was in slavery, he lived above situations and circumstances. When you look at his life, you discover that he was supposed to be the most bitter person. When people who are close to you betray you, most times people end up becoming emotional wreck. Most times when people who are very close to you betray you, many people don't survive it. They don't even recover. But listen to me. Joseph was consumed with what God has said about him and what was happening around him. The Bible says that Joseph refused to be a prisoner of his past so that he can attain what God has for him in the future. He refused to be bittered. And the Bible makes us to understand that Joseph was a joyous man. Listen to me. One of the things that makes people to be joyful is the values they have in life. When you don't have right values, you can never be joyful. When your focus is on eternal things, when your focus is on valuable things, on relationship, on service, on worship, on fellowship with God, you won't be moved by somebody called you who could not bring. You won't be moved by what, where, where you are now. Knowing that you are on a journey, I want to tell somebody, where you are now is not your resting place. God is taking you to where you belong. You are passing through this season. This season shall not consume you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Joseph was so joyous. You see, everybody testified to one thing. He never allowed his identity to be lost. Pharaoh's wife called him this Hebrew. The butler called him, I remember a Hebrew guy. His identity was not swallowed up by the influences in Egypt. Praise the Lord. He was not bitter. You see, when he met his brethren, he told them, what you met for good, it was just stepping stone for me to achieve what God planned for me. Whatever you are going through now, there shall be stepping stones for you to arrive at your future. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Joseph believed in this mentality that all things, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to everyone that loves God. These were the things that kept him going. He was a man of value. A man whose eyes were fixed on eternal things and not on temporal things. A man who cherished relationship. You know one of the reasons why he did not sleep, why he didn't sleep with Potiphar's wife? He first of all talked about his master. And then he talked about God. He did not commit fornication because of his relationship with his master and relationship with God. Value relationship. Are you hear what I'm saying now? And stop valuing things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I see God make you a, a man of value. One of the reasons why we still celebrate Nelson Mandela today is because this man spent over 20 years in jail. And when he was released, he had a heart of forgiveness. He did not punish anybody who dealt with him. 
He became the president, had power to deal with everybody. But he never retaliated. That was the same heart that Joseph had. When you have this kind of love for humanity and for God, there's no way anything can hold you down. And I see God taking you to your high places in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So let's continue to rejoice like, like Joseph. Joseph never allowed situation to stop him. He was a diligent person. If he were not diligent, there's no way Potiphar would have loved him. There's no way that the, 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 the warder and the prisoner would have entrusted everything to him. He was diligent. He never allowed situation to stop him. Service is a pathway to honor. If a man says, I will not serve God, his prophecies over his life can never be fulfilled. And while we are serving God, is through our praise. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, makes us to understand that as priests of God, it is required of us to offer unto God sacrifice of praise to God continually. Sacrifice of praise is not just a mouth. It means living a life of worship. A life of worship is a life of fellowship. It's a life of service. It's a lifestyle. Praise the Lord. And I see God taking you to your next level. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In this next level banquet, we must note that God is committed to our continuous progress. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 3. God is committed to your success. He's not less committed to your success. He wants you to do it. Say that which above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. In Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 11, God said, what I have for you is a thousand times blessing. I don't know where you are now, but I have good news for you. God wants to release into your life a thousand times blessing. God wants you to be a thousand times your size. And I see that coming to pass as you begin to praise him in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Number two, by redemption we have been empowered for a life of continuous progress. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, redemption has qualified us for progressive work in life. The path of the just is like a shiny light. The shines brighter and brighter. Why? We carry the blessing of Abraham on us by redemption. We are the light of the world by redemption. But we must possess a next level mentality to realize this. Genesis 13, 14 to 15. I think one of the reasons why God had to send Joseph to prison was to change his mentality. He was a slave. And so God said, look, look, you are a slave, a shepherd. I'm going to send you to a university that is in the king's prison. He didn't go to ordinary prison. He went to a prison where he interacted with those that matters in the land of Egypt. So he learned education. He learned mannerism. And he became wiser. By then he added what he knew with the wisdom of God that was upon him on his life. He became wiser than all the senators of Egypt. Praise the Lord. And you see how God raised him up. He became the head of everything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we must continue to work with God. And we must continue to engage with every divine instruction that has been handed down to us from time to time. We must take heed to instruction because that is where our rising is. We must continue to serve God and the interest of his kingdom. You want prophecy to be fulfilled in your life? God will be first in our lives. Seek ye forth the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the Bible says, and the prophetic value you are expected to happen will begin to happen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen to me, God wants to be first in your life. It is time for us to go out to begin to win souls. This is God's business. This is God's heartbeat. These souls are God's greatest treasures on earth. So if you don't have value for souls, you don't love souls, it means you don't love God. 
But I know that you live God, you love God. And because you love God, you will all go out for souls in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God wants to lift, lift you. God does not just want to lift you. I mean, he does not just want to promote you. He wants to lift you. In the second service, a pastor made us to understand the kind of multiple liftings that came the will of Joseph. And that is exactly what God has for you. He got married the same day. I mean, his status changed from being a prisoner to becoming a prince. He became a prime minister. He became a judge. He married the daughter of the chief priest of the land. I mean, he became second only to Pharaoh. That is a foretaste of what God wants to do for you. And I see God bringing you to that realm. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, this is your season. God will not pass you by. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's give a clap offering unto Jesus. You are here. You are in a backsliding state. You know your walk with God has a comma. Or you are here. You have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. God cannot lift you. God does not have a relationship with you. God lifts those people that have relationship with him. God is your God, but he's not your father. I want to pray with you. All heads bow, all eyes closed. Please be on your feet. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ? Just be on your feet. Be on your feet. Be on your feet. And um, whatever you came to church with, come straight to the altar because God's servant is here to bless you. So wherever you are, please be on your feet and come straight to the altar to receive a prophetic blessing, a prophetic verdict over your life. Wherever you are, please come straight to the altar. God wants to change your level. God wants to change your status. God wants to beautify your destiny. God wants to invest in your life the more. God wants to give you a change of story. God wants your joy to be full. Please walk straight to the altar. From the gallery, please don't be seated. Honor God by appearing here. When you sit down there, you are not honoring God. And God said, those who honor me, I will honor. Don't you want God to honor you? Please, wherever you are, come straight and let the honor of God come upon your life right now.